Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to episode 43 of the G-Men Journal podcast. I'm your host, Ben Beccarelli, and today we're going to be doing um, a free agency um, talk on the first few days of um, of free agency, uh, obviously free agency unofficially, uh, starting yesterday while I am um, recording this. Um, Sorry about the delay for um, an episode. Just figured that it wouldn't um, didn't really seem logical to um, do an episode right before a free agency. Um, so doing one now, um, we'll probably do one um, later this week as well um, as we continue to get more signings and more moves um, for everyone around the league. Um, but anyway, here's the plan. So I'm going to be doing or giving you all the deals uh, that were done on um, yesterday, March 16th, um, and then and then um, today, uh, March 17th, that will be in the second half, will be March 17th, March 16th, in the first half. So days one and two of free agency. Before we get started today, though, I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Chris J. Vecarelli. Chris J. Vecarelli. If you're a small business and you're looking for an account to help with your tax needs, call Chris J. Vaccarelli CPA. Chris J. Vaccarelli. We don't forget about the little guys. So big thanks to him for um, sponsoring this episode, uh, but we will get into it here. So the, fi- the first kind of news um, of the day yesterday was that the Giants uh, were expected to place uh, the franchise tag on D. Lyman Leonard Williams. Um, I will probably talk about this move more when I kind of do a free agency recap for the Giants. Um, but anyway, I expected him to come back. I had them signing him to a deal. When you go, when you kind of go back and look at the numbers, it's not a drastic difference, um, between what I would have paid him and what the franchise tag is. The franchise tag comes in at about $16 million. Let me pull it up here. I think I had them um, signing him to a $13 million a year. So, th- you know, three more million a year. You know, it is what it is. Um, going from $13 million to $16 million, um, it is what it is. If, you know, I'm... I think the, just the fact that he's back on a one-year deal allows them to get, um, you know, further negotiation. Um, so, yeah, I won't be going that far into um, each um, news. I just figured I'd go a little bit more in-depth to the Giants ones. All right, so the next um, thing that happened was uh, the box um, franchise tag Shaquille Barrett. Uh, the Chiefs tagged um, Chris Jones. Uh, and then... And then noon um, came and free agency kind of uh, kicked off. Uh, the first um, real move that came out was uh, the Vikings and Kurt Cousins um, agreed to a two-year contract extension. Uh, next move was uh, Falcons releasing Devontae Freeman. Uh, then the Titans using the franchise tag on Derrick Henry. Um then the Cowboys uh, placed the exclusive franchise tag on Dak Prescott. And the difference between um, a franchise tag and the exclusive franchise tag is the exclusive franchise tag, um, a pl- no other teams can negotiate with that player. So the regular franchise tag, um, you know, teams can technically negotiate. Um, 
with that player, but they um it they would a have to uh give the player more um money than the um franchise tag would result in, and they would have to give the team um that they um um negotiated with two first round picks. Um, however, with the exclusive franchise tag, it's going to be a few more million per year. However, um, however, um, no teams can negotiate uh, with that player. Um, so that's how that works. Um, and then the other tag, the transition tag, I think that only um, was used once uh, this free agency period. Um, and that was used on um, Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake. The fr- transition tag is that um, any team can negotiate with that player um, and the player can accept um, a deal from that team. However, um, if should um, the should the uh, player reach a deal, the team that placed the transition tag on that player would have an opportunity to um, match that offer. So that's how those tags work. So anyway, the exclusive franchise tag was placed on Dak Prescott. Um, as I just talked about, uh, the transition tag was used on Kenyon Drake then. Um, then the Patriots um, franchise tagged um, uh, left guard Joe uh, Thunny. Uh, then the um, then the Minnesota Vikings placed the franchise tag on um, Anthony Harris. Um, so then free agency kicked off. Um, or and sorry, free agency had already kicked off, but the first um, deal technically of free agency that wasn't a tag or a um, or a re-signing, as we saw with all the tags that I just mentioned, as well as the re- uh, extension of Kurt Cousins was Austin Hooper reaching a deal with the Browns. Now, this is a record deal, uh, four-year, $44 million deal, 11 per year, um, an average salary of 11 per year. Um, so that is a record tight end deal. Um, however, uh, George Kittle um, should break um, that record relatively shortly as um, he is – expected to be extended not a free agent this year but uh not sure exactly when his contract um is up but would be sure that um the san francisco 49ers will pay him more than 11 million per year uh next is the dolphin sign former uh giant offensive lineman eric flowers to a three-year deal then we had a block a blockbuster deal the Cardinals and Texans swapped David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, as well as some picks. Um, this was a very interesting trade. Now, my initial reaction, and the reaction I think I still have, is, what are the Texans thinking? You know, and as I'll talk about in the second half with... Um, with Stefan Diggs being traded and the return that they got, you know, I think that only getting a high contract struggling David Johnson, it, it seems a little ridiculous to me. I don't really understand it. I mean, they get the second round pick too, but I mean, I think they could have gotten so much more for this. I mean, if, 
you know, it almost makes you wonder how, you know, how public was this, not necessarily how public, but how many teams were asked about this? Because you have to think, I, I mean, D-Hop is one of the best receivers in the league. There's no way that this is the best package they could get. I mean, if they were called the Giants, I would have given them the second round pick in a heartbeat, and they can take, they can take a high, they can take a high contract, high um, salary guy if they want. Take whoever you want, name the guy, and you can get it. I, I think, you know, besides the likes of Saquon Barkley and, you know, probably that's probably it. Maybe Daniel Jones. I'd give them anyone on the team for D-Hop. But, you know, at this point, I, I, I it's a shocker to me. I don't, I don't understand. I think the Cardinals won this trade big time. But if you're the Texans, I don't know how this this is the best trade this is the best trade package you can get but you know anyway it is what it is moving on here um 49ers agree to a 5 year deal with D Lyman um Arik Armstead um which would kind of lead to um the deal I will talk about in a moment um but first uh the Cowboys um and Tydan Blake Jarin ag- agree to a 4 year deal uh, then the Falcons land um, Hayden Hurst and traded with the Ravens. Uh, then former Bills Deanne Shaq Lawson agrees to a deal with the Dolphins. Uh, then um, the Buccaneers bring back former um, defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, and then we had this very cryptic tweet by Stefan Diggs around this time. I'm trying to go in sequential order here. At this time, Stefan Diggs tweeted, it's time for a new beginning. Very cryptic tweet. We would see him be moved um, later in the day um, at night. Um, So very, very cryptic um, tweet. So, you know, we would see. uh, Nobody really knew what was happening at that point. But anyway, moving on. Then we had the 49ers trade uh, DeForest Buckner to the Colts for for their first-round pick. Um, that's what I was talking about with the Arik, with the Arik Armstead. Um, you know, obviously, I would personally rather have DeForest Buckner than Arik Armstead, but, you know, two great talents for the 49ers. Um, what, you know, um, people are speculating was that they just couldn't work out the defense, the, um, the financial side of the contract um, with DeForest Buckner, uh, DeForest Buckner being um, a pending free agent as well. Um, so, yeah, so, that was that. Then we had, um, the, uh, Browns, um, agreeing to a deal with, um, right tackle Jack Conklin, a guy that I really wanted the Giants to sign, but I guess they missed out on him. Uh, there were reports that would come out later that, um, that the Giants were in the mix for him, so at least... They gave him um, a shot. That's all um, I need to hear there. Um, then the Browns make another move with uh, signing Case Keenum. Um, then then uh, the Broncos and O'Lyman Graham Glasgow agreed to terms on a four-year deal. Um, then... Then the Redskins um, signed former Falcons guard uh, Wes Schweitzler. Um, 
and then the Giants made a move by signing James Bradbury. Um, like this move, four-year, $45 million contract. think they might, you know, I, the dollar amount is a little iffy for me. Um, but, you know, it's all right. It is what it is. Um, so uh, that was that. Um, and then right after, the Dolphins um, signed Byron Jones, uh, the top uh, cornerback in this free agent class. Um, and then it was reported that this was a two-way race beso- between uh, the Giants and the Dolphins. Um, supposedly, Byron Jones wanted to go to Miami, however, would be open to the idea of going to the Giants. And it was a two-way race, and supposedly they had about even offers, which surprises me because this is a record-setting deal. Or not a record-setting deal, it's a high... Now, Byron Jones will be the highest-paid corner in the NFL. So interesting, the Giants were making splashes, attempting to improve the secondary. However, um, Byron Jones and his agent felt that um, the Giants would have to pay up a little more um, to make up for the fact that um, Byron wanted to play in Miami. I get that. That's that. So that's why they settled for James Bradbury and not getting uh, Byron Jones. Um, then the Ravens reached a three-year, $30 million deal with Michael Brockers. Uh, then the Bears uh, signed tight end Jimmy Graham. Then um, the Eagles uh, locked up former uh, Steelers defensive tackle Javon Hargrave. Uh, so uh, then the Dolphins continued their defensive spending, add Kyle Van Noy. Um, and then... Um, Ex-Patriot linebacker Jamie Collins goes to the Lions. Uh, Then Marcus Mariota agrees to a deal um, with the uh, Raiders. A lot of moves here as we keep moving along here. Uh, Then we had this trade between the Bills um, and the Vikings that I had alluded to earlier. Um, Where the Bills um, got Stefan Diggs and the um and the Vi- and the Vikes received four picks including um a first round pick um so that happened so that's what i was alluding to with i truly think that you know if you if the um if the texans would have legitimately um looked around the league and asked around the league at what you know some of the things i think D-Hop is by far a better wide receiver than Stefan Diggs. So I definitely think that um, the Texans could have uh, gotten more um, out of that trade. Uh, then Amari Cooper signed um, a $100 million deal to stay with Dallas. Um, and then we had Randall Cobb um, heading to te- to the Texans um, on a three-year deal. Um, I guess reassuring that... Um, Wide receiver corps that just lost their best, um, definitely their best um, player there. So, yeah, only two more moves here as um, X-Bears defensive tackle Nick Williams joins the Lions. And finally, the 49ers would re-sign safety Jimmy Ward for three more years. So, yeah, that was that. Um uh, yeah, so that's what happened on yesterday, March 16th. When I come back from this short commercial break, um, I will talk about the moves that happened today. 
Uh, and technically late last night, uh, some borderline moves that happened uh, last night slash early this morning. All right, so when I get back from this quick commercial break, we will talk about all the moves that occurred today. Hey, New York Giants fans, this is Jenny Vecarelli from the Closet Pack Rat. If you've made organization your goal for 2020, reach out to the Closet Pack Rat and we can help you reach that goal. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at the Closet Pack Rat. All right, you're back listening to episode 43 of the G-Man Journal podcast. So just a few moments ago, we wrapped up uh, talking about all the moves that occurred on March 16th, the first day of free agency. And now we're going to be talking about um, the the all the moves that occurred on the second day of free agency, March uh, 27th. All right, so the first two moves that we have here would be two moves by the Giants. The first two... Um, they reached a deal with ex-Packer Blake Martinez on a three-year, $30 million deal. Um, I had um, done a slightly different deal. Um, I had the same average per year deal. I had a two-year, $20 million deal when I did um, my free agency preview. He was one of the guys that I had um, had them signing. Um, and... They ended up signing him to a three-year 30 mil. So same cap hit, same everything, just one more year. So uh, pretty good prediction there um, for me um, as it ended up working out. Kind of like this signing. Um, again, I will talk about this more when um, I do uh, a big uh, Giants free agency uh, wrap-up. But anyway, uh, we'll move on to the next one. Another Giants move as the Giants add former 49ers tight end Lev- Levine Tolio, uh, tough name to pronounce there. Anyway, um, kind of um, a replacement, uh, Red, replacement for Red Ellison as he ta- as he retired. As we um, talked about um, last episode. But anyway, moving on here, uh, the Cardinals uh, reach a three-year, thirty million dollar deal with defensive tackle Jordan uh, Jordan Phillips, um, and now. It uh, was kind of quiet for a little while until the morning um, as Tom Brady early in the morning um, tweeted and um, put on Instagram. He had a big statement thanking everyone in the Patriots organization um, and basically saying that he would take his talents elsewhere for the 2020 season. We do not know where um, that place is as of 430 on Tuesday, March 17th, trying to be as specific as possible, as we really don't know where the GOAT will end up going. Uh, there are two front runners um, at the moment, and that would be the Los Angeles Tar- Chargers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two very good fits. Um, if I had to pick one, I would think the Chargers, just because I think um, Tom and um, Giselle would love um, – to live in uh, Los Angeles, they have they already have a home there. Um, so I think that that is just a great fit there. Uh, new stadium there, so uh, that should certainly fill some fill some seats. Uh, should they get Tom to go there? But anyway, moving on. Uh, the next deal we have is that Saints, uh, the Saints, and Drew Brees um, agree on a two million, a two year, fifty million dollar contract extension. Um, then moving on, we have um, we have uh, defensive end Emmanuel Ogba 
uh, agreeing to terms on a two-year deal with the Miami Dolphins as they continue their massive spending spree on defense. Um, uh, then next, um, we had this crazy situation with the Panthers. So the news came out that the Panthers were they tweeted that they were going to give Cam Newton the permission to seek a trade. The the Panthers verified account literally tweeted, "We are giving Cam Newton permission to seek a trade." We don't usually see teams doing that. Usually, that's something kept private. Newton then responded less than five minutes later, um, saying, um, "I never wanted to do this. You guys forced me into doing this. I have no other choice." So basically, somewhat of an apology, but also somewhat of a a very confusing statement to say the least as he basically said you know I I love Carolina I want to keep playing here however you guys have forced me into this um you know you know I never wanted this you know an interesting statement not quite sure what to make of it we won't really know until he ends up getting traded um but yeah so moving on then we had this uh two way deal um between or not two way deal like a two move deal basically with the um with the bears as they w- released Leonard Floyd before before the report came out that they had just agreed to a deal with defensive end Robert Quinn on a 5 year deal so because of um the cap space created by the releasing of Leonard Floyd um they were able to uh, make this signing. Um, so I think at this point, the um, uh, Bears are about done. They were already pressed for cash space, had to clear the money for Leonard Floyd um, and for in order for Robert Quinn um, to jump in. But that will be a very good pass rush in Chicago coming up. Uh, the next move um, coming out of Carolina is that they agreed to terms on a three-year deal with Teddy Bridgewater. So now... You know, we have Cam Newton's um, successor, I think, coming in. Um, and so now it's just a matter of where Cam is going. Um, could he go to New England? Could he be Tom Brady's replacement? Could he... I don't know. I really don't know where where he's going, but he is certainly on the market. So um, I think the Giants would be out of that conversation. So I don't think there's uh, much potential that the Giants would end up with him. So that's, I think, off the table. But anyway, moving on, um, the next move would be that the Las Vegas Raiders, um going to have to get used to saying that as they have moved to Las Vegas officially. Um as they agreed to um, a deal with linebacker Corey Littleton, a uh, three-year deal. Um, and then uh, we had Jalen Mills uh, return to the Eagles on a one-year deal. And with this, it was announced that he would move from cornerback to safety. So this was an interesting move that not a lot of people understood until what happened later, which I will talk about in a moment. Um then uh, the Jaguars uh, and Joe Sherbert, um, Joe the Show, uh, reach a five-year deal. Uh, then the Dolphins um, add Jordan Howard, the former Eagle Jordan Howard. Uh, then back to the Eagles as they part ways with Malcolm Jenkins as they would not exercise a 2020 option um, on safety Malcolm Jenkins. This explains why. 
uh, they would have Jalen Mills um, go back to safety. Um, so an interesting move here, one uh, that's, you know, an interesting one. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure why this move was made. Um, I would assume it had something to do with um, cap space, so that would kind of suggest, in my mind, that the Eagles are not done spending in free agency. However, an interesting move is Malcolm Jenkins has put up a lot of production uh, for the Eagles in recent years. Um, however, now uh, Malcolm Jenkins is free to roam the market, so we'll see what ends up happening there. But anyway... Next move would be uh, that Vic Beasley Jr. Um, is signing with the Titans. Um, next move is that uh, Raiders um, agree to terms with tight end Jason Witten, um, ending his time with the Dallas Cowboys after 16 straight seasons. Uh, so that's that there. And then this... Um, just in, um, as I am recording this, we have a deal uh, here as the uh, Colts um, reach an agreement with quarterback Philip Rivers. Supposedly, this deal was in the works all of yesterday. Um, and now we have a really, um, uh, breaking news as this ju- is really just in. Um, Ian Rappaport just tweeting out that the Texans uh, defensive or tackle DJ uh, Reader is expected to land with the Bengals on a four-year $53 million um, deal. Uh, So that is that. uh, That just in here. Um, So, yeah, so that's that. Um, Back to what I was saying with the Colts reaching an agreement uh, with quarterback Philip Rivers. Uh, This is a one-year deal. ending his uh, time in Los Angeles. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, Philip Rivers, the one who was almost a giant, uh, traded for in that uh, Eli Manning draft day trade. So, yeah, so that's that. So not as many moves on uh, day one, um, but possibly some more interesting moves um, on day two. Um, you know, with uh, we have the trade, Giants made two moves, um, you know, Tom Brady leaving New England, uh, Malcolm Jenkins release, Stefan Diggs traded, a bunch of stuff. Um, and then, you know, you look back on day one, um, everything that happened there, the crazy D-hop trade, um, you know, uh, the Giants signing of James Bradbury, um, he, um, Cooper lands the $100 million deal, a um, lot of tags earlier in the day, as is always expected. Um, teams usually try to um, lock those extensions in, but if nothing can be done before that um, tampering window opens up, they usually try to place that tag there. Um, you know, a lot of moves um, throughout, so, you know, it's just going to keep going. Um, so far, kind of like what I've seen from the Giants, um you know, they've reportedly been in the mix uh, for clowning multiple times. That should be interesting. Um, as they now have um, estimated about $32, $31 million, um, million dollars in cap room. This is obviously not including uh, the tight end, uh, the deal with the former 49ers tight end, um, former 49ers tight end, Uh, 
former 49ers tight end. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties um, getting this page back up. Uh, anyway, um, as we are waiting um, on the numbers for uh, the deal uh, with former 49ers tight end, as I've said a bunch of t- times, uh, Levi and Toloto. So, um, you know, that's that. Uh, as we await the deals or the details of the deal, um, the Giants will ha- have uh, $32 million um, in cap room, not including um, that deal that I just talked about there. But as soon as we get that, it will obviously go down. So an interesting, uh, it'll be interesting to see whether they make any more moves. Um, another thing uh, that I forgot to mention is that um, Anthony Harris uh, is expected to be on the market, a uh, guy that I had talked about two episodes ago, didn't um, have them signing him in our uh, free agency preview, but did talk about him um, in, you know, the guys to look for um, there um, in free agency. Uh, he is reportedly on the trade market. Uh, Giants supposedly are in the mix uh, to be trading for him. Was franchise tag, so this uh, might be a sign and trade situation. So we will see what ends up happening there. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. This was a longer episode. We have a lot of deals. Uh, just seems like every time I look at my phone, we have a new deal, but that's just the craziness of free agency. Um, everyone stay safe, stay healthy, uh, with this coronavirus going around. Um, at least we have this free agency, uh, to give us kind of something to talk about, uh, with, you know, literally everything canceled. Uh, the NFL, the one, uh, sport, the one kind of thing that's still moving around here. Um, but yeah, just hope everyone's staying safe. Um, but for now, that was uh, episode 43. Um, I will be back on uh, some point, probably later this week, um, as we wrap up uh, free agency here. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. Thank you for um, going all the way through almost a 30-minute episode here. So thanks for that. Um, but for now, bye-bye.